2: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today.
3: Do the Grizzlies even have a prayer without John Morant? The Heat had a chance to take control of the series instead. The Sixers tied it at two. And it's as good as this Suns team has been. The Mavericks have proven they have what it takes to win. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports
0: found.
2: It. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: It started with a grab and then there was the tweet. And now Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins says that the Memphis superstar John Morant is unlikely to go in game four with his team down 2 one because of a knee injury. After Jordan Poole grabbed at that knee and John Morant says he broke the code in doing so. Joining me now from On Grizzlies, Sean Coleman and Sean, this is a, a very layered controversy. If you want to call it that at this point, what did you make of the play? Let's start there.
0: I think it was more unfortunate than intentional. I don't think that it was a dirty play by Jordan Poole. I don't think the intent was there. But certainly this is a series where everything certainly is now under a microscope from what we've seen in the past two games. It was unfortunate because now it likely has cost, though nothing's official, it likely has cost the Grizzlies their one true go-to offensive player for Game 4. But you know, all of this going on, all the extra stuff... The players have the right to view it the way they want to. The coaches have the right to protect their players, all this different stuff. But for the Grizzlies especially, it's got to be focusing on what they've got to do to correct what happened in Game 3 to have even a chance in Game 4, likely without John Morant.
3: Well, and this dovetails with our discussion about what this series looks like moving forward because Games 1 and 2 nip and tuck the entire way and both teams can make a credible case they should have been leading that series to nothing. Then the Warriors come out And they just layer a barrage at Memphis, including this now injury. So what changed in Game 3 that Memphis is going to have to correct moving forward?
0: They're going to have to make it to where the Warriors have to work for every shot because defensively, especially in Game 2, the Grizzlies did a very good job. The Grizzlies actually played better offense in Game 1 with John ja and Jaron than they did in Game 2. The Grizzlies are just going to have to go back to it, and that's where the focus has to start. They're going to have to make the Warriors work for as many shots as possible, and on offense, without Ja more than likely, the Grizzlies are going to have to put the emphasis on getting the best looks as much as possible, plus out-rebounding and not allowing allowing. allowing for the Warriors to have as neat, many open drives. The Grizzlies are just going to have to get back to playing defense. Play more like Game 2 than you did Game 3. You at least give yourself a chance, especially with Dylan Brooks back.
3: This was a Grizzlies team that was more than familiar with winning without John Morant. What is the recipe of getting, really stealing, a win here in Game 4 so that they can hopefully get their superstar back for Game 5 and beyond? Because down 3-1 against the warriors with with these guys with this pedigree that's going to be a tall order
0: getting turnovers and defensive rebounds on defense, getting extra looks through offensive rebounds, and getting good looks through ball movement on offense. That was the recipe for for success during the season. Now, the big thing that needs to be remembered is that in those games, in those 25 or so games the Grizzlies had without Jaw, the level of competition that they faced, probably about 80% of it wasn't to the caliber of a playoff team. Now, it's game four against the Warriors in Golden State, where if you lose, it's very unlikely you're coming back to win three straight. So that's exactly what the Grizzlies have to do. They're going to have to get their own possessions, limit possessions for Golden State, make them work hard to find their shots, and then the Grizzlies are going to have to use ball movement to get the best shot possible as often as they can when it comes to their offensive possessions.
3: Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL's reaction to the NFL Draft. Get our local and national hosts' take on all the prospects, how teams approach the draft, and most importantly, who won the draft. That's Locked On NFL Locked On NFL Draft, and of course, your favorite NFL team's Locked On show. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with all things NFL. Coming up, the Heat missed a golden opportunity to grab an advantage in their series with the Sixers, and now they must work through a best-of-three stretch. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. I use it for my league. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new Daily Fantasy over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the Daily Fantasy over-under. For example, number of points in basketball, easy enough, right? Hits in baseball. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times your entry. You're not getting those kinds of odds at these other sites. The main reason that I am excited about daily fantasy over under on sleeper is that I can join my friends contests and we can play together and I can make fun of them when I beat them. Stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new daily fantasy over under game. Have fun with your friends and win. Make sure to use promo code locked on today and sleeper will match your deposit up to hundred dollars. Again, that download sleeper then use the promo code locked on today. When you deposit terms and conditions apply See Sleepers Terms of Use for details. With the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning and the NBA playoffs raging on, you're going to need a snack that doesn't break your diet. Look no further than Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, 100% real chocolate. Yet they're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down through the macros chart. You will be blown away with what you find. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Come on, protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they are a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. At built bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first. Then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Go to built.com. Use promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com.
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: Several family members of Phoenix Suns point guard Chris Paul in attendance for Game 4 of the Western Conference Semifinals against the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday were apparently harassed and physically contacted by a fan in the crowd, sources told ESPN. Paul's mother, Robin, as well as his wife, Jada, and their children watched the game in seats close behind the sun's bench at American Airlines Center. His mother had hands put on her and his wife was pushed, a source familiar with the situation told ESPN, and Paul's kids were there to witness it. The Mavericks organization was aware of the incident and released a statement that read in part, it was unacceptable behavior and will not be tolerated. The Mavericks, along with American Airlines Center, swiftly removed the fan from today's game. The Blues even the series with the Wild and it can be summed up
1: succinctly. Stop David Perron, win. Don't stop David Perron, lose. Hey everybody, Seth Sopal, host of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, recapping a 5-2 loss in game four of the series between the Wild and the Blues, which tied the series at two games apiece and sends us to the XL Energy Center Tuesday night for game five. Wild were slow out of the gate as the uh, Blues dominated play through the early part of the game took a 1-0 lead, the Wild did get the uh, answer to send things to the first intermission at one apiece. The Blues scored twice in the second period in the span of 54 seconds, and the Wild were playing catch-up every step of the way after that. Wild did get a Matt Boldy goal to make it 3-2, but that was as close as the Wild would get as the Blues added an empty netter and a power play goal with time winding down to seal the win, and for the Blues, they played like a team that was desperate to try to even things up. And uh, the Wild just not able to match that intensity.
3: Good teams win playoff games shorthanded, just like the Bruins did to even their series with the Hurricanes.
1: I'm going to be completely honest, Bruins fans, I was not expecting the Black and Ghoul to come on top of game four without Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm, but that's exactly what they did in a gutsy effort against the Carolina Hurricanes in game four. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins, and with Lindholm out with an upper body injury, suffered earlier in the series, and Charlie McAvoy placed in COVID-19 protocol prior to game four. The undermanned Boston Bruins stepped up in a huge way, defeating the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of five to two. It was Brad Marchand who stepped up big time in this one.
3: And on the diamond, the Angels got Mom a walk-off win for Mother's Day.
2: Did the Angels just prove that they love moms more than everyone else? I think so. What's going on, everybody? It's John from Locked On Angels. What a walk-off win for the Halos. Anthony Rendon walking off against his former team in the Nationals. The Angels take the series two to one and you gotta win series against teams like that. So it's great that they were able to celebrate a victory today. It all started with the Luis Renhifo walk in the bottom of the ninth, the Angels down two to four. Taylor Ward hits him over to third and then Shohei Otani showing all the love for the moms out there. Hits a two-run double, ties the game. And then the very next batter, Anthony Rendon, hits a single, scoring Shohei from second and winning the game at the plate in the bottom of the ninth. It was so good to see them come back. The Angels hang on to first place in the American League West. Here is another story you need to know.
3: The Miami Heat were up to nothing. They were cruising. And then Joel Embiid came back and the series changed The Philadelphia 76ers get a 116-108 win on Sunday night, and all of a sudden, we've got a series tied at 2-2. Joining me now from Locked on Heat, Wes Goldberg. And Wes, it does feel like a lot has changed since the last time (laughs) you and I spoke on this program, not the least of which is the 7-footer who returned for the Philadelphia 76ers. What about Joel Embiid's return flipped this series the way that we've seen it flip in the yeah. last two games. Well, it's changed
4: everything. Um and mainly it's changed things defensively all? and, and <laughs> <laughs> just everything, you know. Um yeah, defensively he is such a presence in the middle and he is still clearly limited, right? Like he starts these games off hot and he cools off by the second half. He's not, you know, the conditioning isn't there and all of that is to be expected based on where he was coming from with this injury, but he's just a huge body in the middle. And you consider, like, what the other options were. Like, we have not seen DeAndre Jordan. That's a really big difference, you know. And uh, the Heat, when they're, they're their whole offense is predicated on driving, posting up, and kicking and getting it out to their shooters. Uh, Miami has missed 51 of their last 65 three-point attempts. Now, some mm. of that is just some crazy, weird variance thing um, that is inexplainable. But some of it also is the fact that those shots aren't as clean as they once were. They're not getting to those looks as easily as they once were uh, because Joel Embiid's in the paint. The penetration isn't as deep anymore, right? You're not getting to under the rim. They're basically just getting to the free throw line and then trying to kick out and trying to create things off the dribble that way. So defensively, he's made a huge impact, and that's really slowed down what Miami's been able to do. Uh, 79 points in the Game 3 loss on Friday night, um, and they they were a little bit better tonight with 108 points, but boy, did they really, really... It, it, slog to those 108 points. And Jimmy Butler was responsible 40, for 40 of them. He was anno- he, he was tremendous in both of these games, um, but nobody's been able uh, to kind of follow him.
3: Why has Joel Embiid, this is a difficult question, I understand, but why has Joel Embiid being back seemed to have rejuvenated James Harden? He goes for 31 in this game, yeah. hits the clincher step back three. What about Joel Embiid's presence? If it is has has brought James Harden seemingly back from the dead. Because now you
4: have Miami's defense, and it'll just lock in on James Harden and be like, hey, let's double him, let's triple him, let's just do whatever. Now they've got to look in two different directions, right? They have adjusted their defensive philosophy that basically they are fronting Joel Embiid at all times, trying to deny him the ball, especially deep in the post here. And so when you're trying to multitask defensively, that is so much more difficult than just dealing with James Harden. And that's what the Heat are dealing with now. You've got to stop Joel Embiid. You've got to also stop James Harden. And when you're when you're you know multitasking, it's just really easy to sort of let slip a game like this to James Harden. Um. Also, like, let's not kid ourselves. I know that the James Harden washed narrative is out there. The pendulum has probably swung a little bit too hard in that direction now. And uh, those two, when they were on the court together. They were awesome. Like they have a great net rating together. Their pick and roll has basically been unstoppable since the, the uh, they got together after the trade deadline. This is a real weapon for them. This is their entire offense. This is why Joel Embiid is in the MVP conversation, not just because of the raw numbers he could put up, but because of the gravity that he takes up and because he's able to free up not just James Harden, but guys like Tyrese Maxey. Now you've got Danny Green going off. Now you've got all these other guys contributing. It's a lot. A lot of it has to do with just the sheer amount of attention that you have to pay to Joel Embiid.
3: The Sixers won the three-point game by plus 27. Uh, is this as simple for Miami as, hey, just make some more shots and and we'll be okay? No. I think
4: that's part of it. It's definitely part of it. I overall thought that their defense on Joel Embiid was pretty good. James Harden made really tough looks, but that's kind of baked into playing a team with Joel Embiid and James Harden. Like Those guys are going to make tough looks. Uh, if the Heat make half of the wide-open shots that they missed tonight— they probably win this game. It's it, it's hard to kind of boil it down to something that simple. But when you're missing, when you've only, you're have only you only shooting 7 of 35 from three-point range, sometimes it is as simple as that. On the flip side of that, too, the Heat, like I said, they've basically shot 20% over the last couple of games. The Sixers have shot better than 50% over the last... Like it's the okay. exact opposite going on for them. Um, and so you've got to think going forward in this series that there's a little bit of a regression to the mean on both sides. And if you can kind of get back to something closer to average for both the Sixers and the Heat, we've what what is clear is that we, clear, we we have a series now. This is going to be a competitive series, probably one that goes seven based on where this thing is trending. But uh, one thing's for sure, if the Heat are missing 51 of
3: 65 threes, they've got no chance. Coming up, the Phoenix Suns have been one of the best teams we've seen in a while. That's during the regular season. The Dallas Mavericks are proving, though,
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Let's update a few semifinal NBA playoff series odds with John Morant out and the Warriors up 2-1. The Grizzlies have long odds to win their series. Bet online has them as plus six sixty to win the Western Conference semifinals. Meanwhile, the Big Eastern Conference semifinal is much closer. The Bucks and the Celtics. Bet online likes Milwaukee, but not running away. They have the Bucks minus one sixty five to advance. And remember these odds when you hear our next take. Bet online still has the Mavericks as two to one underdogs to beat the Suns, with the series tied. Bet online where the game starts. As the NBA playoffs got underway, there was a clear favorite in the West, and they hail from Phoenix. The Suns looked like an unstoppable force.
5: But does that make the Dallas Mavericks an immovable object? I go back to the thing we said before this series. This Suns team is really, really good. Really, really good. Some people were saying, why aren't we, why aren't we talking about the Suns team as one of the best teams of all time, possibly? It's not, it's not going to be, but, it, but up there with like one of the you know, 20 greatest teams we've seen.
0: Yeah, like regular season.
5: Yeah. Regular season, for sure. They were top three in offensive rating and defensive rating. And so we said, hey, this is going to be a tough series. Any success the Mavericks have against the Suns, you should be celebrated. And we should be happy for their achievement. And like they've accomplished something. Basically, they've accomplished something big if they can do anything against the Suns team. Series tied after four games. Like, holy crap! That is incredible to see this team and to see them not panic and not try to do something crazy. Like, after game two, we were like, okay, what's kind, what's a crazy kind of adjustment they could they could try to make or do something? And so some people in the comments be like, well, you got to do Boban. Let's throw Marquise Chris no. out there and got to do something something nuts. Like, oh, take fifty threes or something like that. Almost almost got there <laughs> tonight. I'm fine if they want to do that. Almost got there, but just, you know, just crazy things. Like what kind of crazy adjustment did they need to make? They didn't make a crazy adjustment. They didn't panic. They didn't do anything that was completely out of their depth or out of their realm, right? Like they just, they they tinkered. They made some adjustments. They they tinkered. They They adjusted adjusted a little bit, but they stuck to their game plan. and stuck to the thing that has helped them be this resilient team all year. What's happening
3: to the Phoenix Suns right now is not new. And it's not to say that they can't beat the Dallas Mavericks. Of course they can. But we are seeing this now in the NBA over the last 5, 10 years. Part of it is the advent of three-point shooting bonanzas. That means volatility in shooting. But it also is a difference between what happens in the playoffs and what happens in the regular season. We have seen teams, because of the way they are constructed, because of the way they play, become highly successful regular season teams and not be set up ideally for the playoffs. We can think of Mike Budenholzer's Atlanta Hawks or the Tom Thibodeau Chicago Bulls teams. Teams that were perfect for the slog of an 82-game regular season, but lacked the kind of upper-tier, superstar-level ability that can swing games in the postseason. The thing about the Suns is they have that talent. Devin Booker and Chris Paul proved just a season ago they were up to that task. But Luka Doncic is one of the, what, four, five best players in basketball. The gravity that he creates, the value that he generates, is sui generis in a postseason series. What he can do for himself, what he can do for others is unique at least compared to guys like Chris Paul and Devin Booker he's just better than them and so far that has been enough to carry them to a 2-2 series tie is it enough to get them a series win is it enough to get the Mavericks to a West Finals an NBA Finals still a lot to be determined there but he is showing the value of a super duper star. And we're seeing it in Milwaukee where Giannis Antetokounmpo has his team up to one on a Boston Celtics team that ripped through the Eastern Conference starting when the calendar turned to 2022. And he's doing it without Chris Middleton because he is just that good. He is better than anyone on that Boston roster. And at a certain point, that's all that matters. And finally, Charles Oliveira is not the UFC lightweight champion despite submitting Justin Gaethje via rear naked choke less than three and a half minutes into the fight. Oliveira weighed in and a half pound over the 155 limit. Oh, no. Because of that, if he won, the title would be vacated. But if Gaethje won, the title would be his. What happens next is unclear as this situation is one the UFC has never encountered. UFC President Dana White made it clear that Oliveira is the number 1 contender and not the reigning champ, though he will undoubtedly be considered the unofficial lightweight king. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen, and now go make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free. And available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up Tuesday, will we see the Grizzlies win without Ja Moran? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.